Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Buzzcast. We've got a great episode with you with a familiar guest. I'm going to bring in Hal, our host, and we'll get started. Hal, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, we have a familiar guest with us, Josh Wild, who's been on a couple times, but he's such a favorite of our audience. We had to have him back. Well, and, and Josh is not only a favorite of our audience, but he is uh He's the president of the National Association of Appraisers, and we're here specifically today to talk about the upcoming appraisal summit. Um, so it's it's actually, I think, really important to have Josh on at this point. Josh, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And yeah, I'm excited to talk about the summit. Excited to get to the summit and, and uh, see the classes, all the presenters. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, you and I just spent a little bit of time together at Val Expo. Um, and, you know, right at a month away, we're going to be together again in Las Vegas um, for the appraisal summit. Um, you know, one thing that, that, that I want to mention to our listeners is we've, we've received a good bit of feedback from Val Expo already. And I'm really excited about the feedback we've gotten. Um, and, and one of the things that people said is, wow, um, can we do something different timing wise? It's an awful lot to be in Las Vegas two times that close. So I want to assure our list listeners that we are looking at that. Um, we're, we're trying to figure out a way to make those um, a little bit more complimentary uh, and less competitive because we certainly do not com compete. They're different conferences. Um, and, you know, we're, we're considering those things. I, I will say this for next year, um, Valuation Expo is contractually bound as is the NAA is contractually bound to their locations. But for 2025, I think we may be able to work on something different. Yeah, it's all open. So, yeah, yeah, we're we're all working together. We can t tell listeners to figure out something that, that works a little better for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, what exciting things and sessions do we have coming up here at the summit? Well, you know, it's this, the summit is very appraiser focused. When we when we select speakers, we're really trying to think of what is an appraiser going to get out of this, right? Can this be applied to their daily work, their daily practice, expanding their business, things like this? So uh, we have, uh, I was really excited. Uh, we got uh, a non-lending appraisals session. Right. So, so many times when we come to the conferences, it's all about lending appraisals and we don't ever get any exposure to non-lending. What else is there? And there is a world of work out there outside of lending appraisals. And so you can sort of bulletproof your practice a little bit by not putting your eggs all in one basket. It takes time, right? It takes months. It takes years to build it. But why not start now? Right. I actually teach a class on non-lending. We've got a, a session on it from, and I'm, I'm going to remind myself here. Um, oh yeah, Barry Phillips and uh, Jason Covington are doing the non-lending. Um, I know you and I have worked on non-lending classes. We're we're getting one online, and this is a a, a what 45 minutes of really just diving in immediately to the deep end, taking a look at. What can we do to uh, handle this business when it comes in the door and, and and things like that? So we've got others writing for your intended user, which goes right along with that, because not only do we have to keep in mind our intended user, 
when we're looking at lending appraisals. But now we have all these different other kinds of intended users in non-lending work. So we really tried to dovetail that into takeaways. Yes, you can apply it to lending work. Yes, you can apply it to all the other private work too. And that's that's from Heather Sullivan with Aloft. Okay, um, and Pam Teal as well. A lot of you know Pam Teal, so. Yeah, and Pam is great. Heather is fantastic. And, and here's the thing, all four of those people that you just mentioned, I know for a fact our boots on the ground appraisers, Barry and, and Jason Covington, who lives in Nashville, my hometown, they're both out there in the trenches on a daily basis. And when we talk about non-lending work, I know there's a lot, Josh, you've probably had the same response. Like there's a lot of, I don't want to say fear, but just kind of concern about how do I get into non-lending work? And as Josh said, it, it takes time. It takes effort. Sometimes it takes a lot of money to uh, spending money on your own part to get out and meet the right people. You know, I tell a story about this um, attorney that I really wanted to work with. And I would uh, be in Dallas for work, for other things. And I would call this attorney and I would say, hey, I'm going to be in Lubbock tonight for business. Would you like to have dinner? And if he said, uh, well, Hal, I'm in the middle of a trial this week. I can't do it. I'd say, that's great. I'll catch you next time. But if he said, yeah, that sounds great. I'll meet you at Cafe J tonight at seven o'clock. I would rent a car in Dallas, drive to Lubbock and have dinner with his attorney. And I did that probably seven or eight times. Hmm. And then I got my first job and then I got my second and years of working with his attorney just by spending that time and effort and money up front. So yeah. for those of you that are curious about the things that are going to be talking about the summit, this is the kind of stuff you'll get. Um, and again, you've got boots on the ground appraisers presenting real information that you can take home and use the very next week. Um, Josh, I do want to, I do want to take a second and make a through to one of our commercial sponsors, uh, and give a shout out to them. And once we get their word, once we hear from them, we'll come back and continue, continue our conversation. Since 1978, LIA administrators and insurance services has been offering E&O insurance to valuation professionals. LIA applies superior customer service, exceptional liability education from Peter Christensen, and unparalleled claim defense managed by Claudia Gaglioni. LIA offers errors and omissions, commercial bonds, general liability, cyber liability, and real estate agents and brokers E&O. Visit liability.com or call 800-334-0652. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphreys. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzzcast. Uh, I've got Josh Wallet here, president of the NAA, the National Association of Appraisers. Um, Josh, you've been president of the NAA for about six months now. Um, huge responsibility. How's it going? Well, it's going well. You know, when when we focus on, oh, this person is president, this person is this, this person is, is that, it's, it's really about uh, the board, actually. It, it comes back to the board. It comes back to the committees. Uh, we've got excellent committee chairs, do, and, and really a lot of the work takes place in committees. So it's, it's really not about, you know, uh, you know, president, you know, yes, the, the face of, of an association, of course, um, it, it, having some objectives, having some focuses, but uh, I want to put a real shout out, uh, thank you out to 
all of our committee chairs. Um, you know, we've we've got uh, some of the committees uh, meet at the summit. Uh, some of them meet regularly every month. They put in a lot of time. We do have one that I just want to uh, want to showcase, and that is the state appraisal organization leadership meeting. This is our board of governors which are the state associations. So we are an association of associations and we also have individual members, right? We tend to think of the NAA as, oh, it's individual members, but really it's twofold. So we have members through their state organizations and Pam Teal, Kathy Putnat are the chair and vice chair there. And what, what they have been able to do is kind of pull them together in a way that we haven't before. And all are welcome, I'll say that. So if you are with your state organization and you aren't a member of the Board of Governors, come anyway, come anyway and see what it is because we support the entire profession. We're not going to pick and choose only to support members. And so that's, that's really been uh, giving a voice to state associations when they're trying to find their voice. That's what we've been able to do. And my focus is continue to be uh, having better communication with the public, better communication with regulators. That's our, my first focus. Uh, we have actually a what is appraisal uh, sheet out on our, uh, our website now. We recognized that sometimes there is simply that conversation we need to have with that person at their kitchen table or that attorney who doesn't necessarily know what the appraiser does and also for regulators and for the general public, right? What is appraisal? People think it's this, this personal, uh, you know, subjective opinion and it's not. And we need to get them to understand what we do a little better. And the second focus is recognizing our profession has a broad range of business practices and business models. Some do X type of work, some do Y type of work, others do Z type of work. And we need to respect that and bring them all in together, not tear each other down because someone does something different. And then the last is simply getting information out to appraisers. And I know appraiser e-learning is really good at that. Our committees are really good at that. All of our partners are good at that. And we need to continue doing that. Uh, I love online discussion groups. It brings some camaraderie there, but you get a lot of misinformation. And so we really need to focus on getting and continuing to get information out, not just to members, but to the entire profession, because it doesn't it doesn't help us if only the the, the few or the, the part get the information. We need to get it out to everybody. Right. Um, and, and I will say, you know, from my perspective, I'm a proud member of the NAA. I've been uh, involved for several years now. I am also on the board. So I, I work at the at the pleasure of Josh Wallet, the president, um, and I'm, I'm tickled to be a part of it. And I'm constantly amazed. You know, you mentioned the idea of disparate types of work, people doing this, people doing that. There there really doesn't seem to be a lot of little infighting things going on within, within the NAA. It's a supportive group. Um, again, boots on the ground appraisers, helping each other out, networking. If you get a chance, the appraisal summit is coming up next month, 16th through 19th of September in Las Vegas. Uh, and we would love to see you there. I'm going to take a real quick moment to give another shout out to one of our sponsors and we'll be right back. 
Did you know that NAN hosts quarterly discussions with our appraisal panel on bias, inclusion, equity, and diversity initiatives that impact the appraisal industry? The topic of bias in the appraisal world will remain at the forefront of legislative, agency, and lender priorities well into the future. At NAN, we believe that intentional bias is only a very small fraction of the underlying issue, and that outdated policies and regulations and unconscious bias are of far greater concern. It's our hope to work closely with the appraiser community as partners in an endeavor to improve processes and procedures and ensure equitable treatment for all valuations. Learn more by visiting nan-amc.com. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Hal Humphreys. You're listening to the Appraisal Buzzcast. I've got Josh Wallet with me today. Josh, man, I can't thank you enough for taking the time to be with us. I know you've got a lot on your schedule. You're about to hop on a plane and get out of town, which seems to be like your life these days. Um, any final things you'd like to say about the summit before we go to um, our anonymous appraiser uh, question? I'd say if you want to have a more active role in your profession, come and take a look. Uh, there are many, many appraisers who right now feel very powerless. There's a lot of moving parts right now. We can't control everything. We can't control everything. And certain things are uh, changing that we need to take a very critical look at. And we need to take a look at how does it fit into our practice? And what am I going to choose to do? We're not going to do everything. There's certain types of assignments I never chose to do and I, I continue to not do. That's right. perfectly fine. Uh, what I usually tell people is, if you're going to say no, let's understand what we're saying no to. If we're going to say yes, let's understand what we're saying yes to. Uh, and understand, again, what other people around us are doing. We can take a look at best practices and, and things like that. And, and there's some people who, who want to get involved on you know, the regulatory side. Hey, maybe they do it through their state. Hey, you know, I, I had a conversation with someone at the FHFA the other day on behalf of NAA. Hey, maybe you want to get in in that way. So there's a lot of ways to get involved and uh, take the reins, if, if not just for your office, maybe for something bigger as well. Yeah, appraisers, you know, a lot of us, myself included, we're solo operators. We have our office in, in, in our house or in a small office space. Um, there's not a lot of opportunity to, to have interaction with our peers, um, which leads to, well, I've thought about this and I agree with myself, which can be dangerous. Um, so just the networking, the ability to ask other appraisers their opinion on a thing is really helpful. You know, Josh, this this past week has been you, you mentioned some of the struggles. So we've we've got, you know, Fannie Mae is changing the the UAD data collection process or doing away with the 1004 form and all the other forms. And, and that's terrifying to a lot of appraisers. Um, you know, you've got. Um, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be terrifying because we can learn about it. Right. We can right. learn about it and see what our client needs and figure out how to do it. Right. Right. And, and, and the funny thing about that is I've seen how that system works. And I think it's gonna be a lot better than what we've had to deal with with this. I mean, the first time I saw a 1004 form, it was on a glue bound um, stack of 1004 forms that were front and back page and it came with fishing lines. Um, so, you know, things change, but not only, not only are we dealing with regulatory issues and changes in how we deliver reports and that kind of business, but this past week, Rapatoni, the backbone of several MLS systems, got hijacked, and there are appraisers across the country that don't have access to MLS. 
And, you know, through the NAA and our contacts with the NAA, Appraisory Learning and Appraisal Buzz has been able to get out some really good advice um, to appraisers on that specific topic. So the NAA, from my perspective, is a really good way for appraisers uh, to spend time together, get other ideas for how to do business, how to do appraisal work, how to support your adjustments, all those things, but also, um, you know, thinking about other kinds of work and, and just the networking is really incredible at the summit. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. It, it's, it, you know, we do tend to get stuck within ourselves, within our own echo chamber. Uh, we all do it. It's a human thing to do, but um, when you force yourself and you are face to face, the face to face, you just can't, you just can't substitute for the face-to-face -face. just the time to sit back chat really get at some in-depth understanding of folks um, you just can't replace it so it, yeah. it's excellent i love it so for those of you listening join josh wallet and me at the appraisal summit in las vegas next month september 16 through 19 we would love to see you and if you do come out Find me, introduce yourself, shake my hand, do the same thing with Josh. We love to meet appraisers from around the country. We'd love to see you there. Um, Jim Morrison, are you still with us? Yes, I am. And I'll be at, I'll be at Summit too. So. <laughs> All right. Be careful. be careful introducing yourself to Jim. Um, he's a very um, hard person to be around. He's, he's, he's difficult. He's angry all the time. Josh is laughing. He knows I'm kidding. Jim is one of the nicest people you ever meet. Please do introduce yourself to us. We'd love to meet you. Uh, Jim, do we have by chance an anonymous appraiser question? Yes, and we're always looking for anonymous appraiser questions. Uh, reach out to us at comments at appraisalbuzz.com and we'll ask your question to one of our guests. So this one came in, it says, one of the most frequent questions I get as a lender is what specific issues an FHA appraisal needs fixed before closing a loan. The guidelines do provide a general guideline of what limited repairs are needed to comply with the minimum property standards, but could you provide a more inclusive checklist of items that need to be repaired for an FHA appraisal to be found deficient? Okay. Yeah. So, well, the first, first and foremost, whether you're a lender, whether you are an appraiser, I always tell folks to go to the source. All right, so that's your that's your first step. If it relates to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac for conventional, if it relates to VA, go go to the VA chapters, go to the Fannie Mae Selling Guide, Freddie Mac. In this case, go to the HUD uh, Handbook 4000.1. Go to the FHA Data Entry Guide. There's sort of two references that really relate uh, to appraisal anyway. Specifically, 4000.1 would be most useful in this question. And uh, a lot of the times when people say, oh, I'm aware that you know there are requirements um i i know the hand there's the handbook i can look at sometimes it might be apparent through the question or through maybe diving in a little deeper maybe they haven't actually gone out to that handbook and taken a look at it so i wonder if this i think it was from a lender i think you said yeah you know, i wonder if they actually have gone out to the most recent version online very easy to find on hud.gov and actually looked at it and you know what what the handbook uh, 4000.1 does is when they update it, they actually highlight the updates. And you know what? It's both PDF or web-based. So I like the PDF because I can open it up and I can do a word search. And sometimes the word might appear in areas that don't relate to me and I just click through. And then I find the part that relates to septic or the part that relates to 
whatever it is, fill in the blank, right? And that's that's the way to get your checklist. Uh, I don't know if there's a checklist in this particular class, but there is an FHA roadmap at the appraisal summit. It's, it's, it's a class called FHA roadmap. A lot of you know, Brian Reynolds, and there's a part one and two. And um, I don't, I, I have not seen the class myself. Uh, but I imagine from that class, there's going to be a takeaway of how to pull the resources you need, and how to find checklist like approaches to to that work. Yeah. And, um, and, and I know it seems Jim Morrison, bring yourself back into this room. It seems like we just made that question up so that Josh and I could talk about Brian Reynolds FHA class and, and that business. And I will say this, you know, Melinda Griffin and I will be doing a session, uh, a panel session where we talk about navigating um, GSE and government websites. And we'll be talking about the 4000.1 handbook at the summit. Jim, did you did you tee this up just for this occasion? No, it fits perfectly. In fact, that email came in uh, before the last time we recorded almost three weeks ago. So it just fit perfectly. <laughs> okay, well, I, I like the notion of full transparency. And, and guys, look, if you come to the appraisal summit, you'll probably get answers to that specific question and countless others. Um, Josh, thank you again for being with us this morning. I know you're busy, you know, you got a lot going on, uh, but we appreciate the time. Certainly. Thanks a lot for having me. Hope to see a lot of people there. Anything else we need to cover, Jim Morrison? No, I think we've got it all. All right. Well, for Jim Morrison and Josh Wallet, I'm Hal Humphreys, and that is your Appraisal Buzzcast. Mm-hmm.